All right, good morning. Um, actually, I'm going to do something a little bit different. Um, Steve made me go on like this 60 mile plus uh, bike ride with him yesterday, so I'm just going to sit here. Um, <laughs> just kidding. I just have always wondered why there's a bench up here and nobody ever sits on it. So now somebody has. Um, but yeah, last night I wore a knee brace, um, and then when I woke up this morning, the rest of my body was like, hey, why didn't we get one of those? So, um, yeah, but welcome, welcome to Metal Ark. We're really glad you're here this morning. Uh, my name's Daniel. Um, I'm the youth minister here. Um, today is Mother's Day, but also Senior Sunday, so we're recognizing um, some seniors later. And my message doesn't really have anything to do with that, but um, Jeff and Brad were looking for an excuse to make me preach. So... This is actually the first time since almost in almost three years of youth ministry that I will preach on a Sunday morning, and pretty soon you'll probably see why. Um, all right, so all the jokes aside, um, yeah, I'm not Jeff, um, and so I'm a little different. And I was like, I was really excited to like move around like Jeff does, but really like, I don't know if I will. Um, there's a lot of soreness going on. Um, my previous longest ride, by the way, I said the funny stuff aside, but maybe that's just not how I am. But my previous longest ride was 20 miles, um, and I don't recommend making that jump. So, um, But really, to, to a more serious um, note, we are honoring our graduates and our seniors um, today. Um, but I just wanted to mention, um, this week um, in Colorado, a senior lost his life at school, um, Kendrick Castillo. Um, and I think being Jesus. Um, in First John, it says that there's no greater love than to give give your life for your friends. Um, and Kendrick did that. Um, and I don't I don't have much to say. I didn't know him. Um, I knew some some other youth ministers whose kids knew him, but um, I didn't know him. But I just wanted to mention him um, and and make sure that we're honoring and remembering um, this kid who at 18 understood what real love was like. So. Um, with that said, let's 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 move on into Mother's Day. Like Happy Mother's Day to all of the the mothers out here. I'm really thankful um, for my mother, who happens to go here. I get to see her every Sunday. Um, most of you probably knew that. If you didn't, that's fine. Um, <laughs> I don't have anything to say about that. Um, so my mom is really cool, um, and I think a lot of you do know that. Um, if you know who she is, Kathy Wheat. In case you're still in the dark, right there. <laughs> Um, but I, I obviously, I got to grow up living in her house, um, um, and I learned a lot from her, you know, like the captive car rides where it's like, mom gets to tell you whatever she wants for the next 10 to three, 10 minutes to three hours, you know, um, depending on where we're going. So learned a lot from her there. Um, I remember a couple times during the summer, she would just make like a Bible study packet for me, um, where I would work through. I think it was Proverbs every time, um, which probably says something about me. I do tend to do some foolish things like 60-mile bike rides without training. Um, but the, the, the coolest part, when I really got to know my mom, was after college. I got to live with her for a year right after college. Um, and then I moved to Japan for a year and came back and got to live there again for another year. Um, and I got to spend a lot of time. I was working at Starbucks early morning shifts, and so I would get back from some of those shifts at like 8 in the morning, um, and she would be sitting doing her quiet time, and so I'd come and sit and, and just talk with her, and she'd share this really deep wisdom, um, and, and really, um, 
a lot of a lot of that wisdom that she shared is stuff that I couldn't I, I couldn't have come up with on my own because she has a different perspective. I mean, and kind of like this like Mother's Day theme. Yes, super thankful for mothers, but in general, um, I am so thankful for the faith of the women of this church who have a different perspective than I do. Um, so thank you all um, for the way that you share um, with me and the way that you have taught me um, through through years. I've known most of you for years. I've had. Lots of good conversations with Vanna as well, um, um, and so many of you. Um, so thank you, women and mothers, for the way that you share um, your unique perspective of faith. Um, I wrote too many notes, but it's okay. Um, so yeah, this part I wrote like a whole paragraph, and it's like, what did I already say? So yeah, the text we're looking about at today is about authentic faith, um, and, and faith that's expressed in actions, but not words, necessarily. Um, and I think for my mother and for a lot of women that I know at Metal Ark, that's what you have taught me through, um, is the way that you live your lives that's so real um, and so reflective of Jesus and what he's done for us. Um, so, yeah. All right, jumping in. Um, we're continuing in this series on Luke. I guess I have this thing. I didn't do that, but thank you. <laughs> um, so we're continuing this series on Luke, um, and Jeff has kind of Jeff Jeff's going to pick up again next week. But he's been talking about all these different themes that we have um, in Luke, and a lot of them revolve around like backwards stuff, stuff that doesn't make sense to the Jews, um, and a lot of it is judgment against Israel. So last week he talked about the centurion um, and his faith, and he talks about how. Jesus says, I have not seen such faith in all of Israel. I'm talking to God's chosen people about the heathen oppressor of God's chosen people, saying, he's got more faith than you guys. Um, he knows what's going on better. Um, so that's a, like, that's a pretty judgmental statement, right? Um, and I think that kind of statement is what we see again today, um, but not quite as direct with words. Um, more in the like, hey, you think that you're close to the kingdom of God, but this person who you think is the furthest away is actually much closer. Um, so, like, just revolutionary teachings to these people who think that they are it. They're the ones. They're the ones that God loves, that he, like, like that God owes them something. Um, so Jesus is all about honoring the outsider, um, and Bob Goff mentioned being invited. Um, Jesus is all about inviting the uninvited. Um, so, one more thing. What we think is important and valuable um, generally is not what God thinks is, in, is important and valuable. Um, so, today we're going to kind of like line up with that, I think. Um, oh, one more. I have all these things that I want to say before I read the text. But Luke's gospel is interesting in the way that it it honors women and the stories of women encountering Jesus um, almost in equal, um, equal measure to the men. So there's the, the, the story of the centurion's faith, and then there's a widow who, who Jesus heals someone for both of them. And then later we have the parable of the woman searching for a lost coin, and we also have the parable of a man searching for his lost sheep. And that's kind of a, a theme and some structure that we see throughout Luke is that um, Luke is pretty... 
um, intentional to include stories about women and their encounters with Jesus and how their faith um, was with men. Um, so let's jump into this text. All right, so this is Luke seven thirty six through 50, and I'll kind of read some and then comment, um, and then we'll finish it up. But if you want to turn there, go ahead. So it starts um, with this. When one of the Pharisees invited Jesus to have dinner with him, he went to the Pharisee's house and reclined at the table. A woman in that town who lived a sinful life learned that Jesus was eating at the Pharisee's house, so she came there with an alabaster jar of perfume. As she stood behind him at his feet weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears. Then she wiped them with her hair, kissed them, and and poured perfume on them. When the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, If this man were a prophet, he would know who's touching him and what kind of woman she is, that she's a sinner. Um, So I think this is kind of getting into it, and I think this is where a lot of our hearts are, where my heart usually is. Um, But we see what the Pharisee cares about um, and and what he thinks is important, right? He's more focused on the sinfulness of the other person, specifically the person who wasn't invited, who just showed up, um, than his own need for forgiveness and then his own um, sinfulness. Jesus answered him, um, Simon, I have something to tell you. Um, tell me, teacher, he said, uh, two people owed money to a certain moneylender. One owed him 500 days wages, the other 50. Neither of them had the money to pay him back, so he forgave the debts of both. Now, which of them will love him more? Oh, yeah, I highlighted that in that. forgot about that. Um, so Simon replied, no, 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 I'll get to that in a minute. So, yeah. That's why I highlighted that. You didn't see that. Okay. 500 is way more than 50, right? Anybody disagree? Any of you like engineers and crazy math that can tell me why that's not true? Um, All right. So 500 is a lot more than 50. Um, And I think a lot of us get like narrowed in on that and focused on, wow, yeah, she owed 500. And, And the Pharisee is either thinking that he was the one who owed 50 or thinking, yeah, I didn't know anything. God actually owes me 50. Um, but again, that's, that's conjecture. I don't know what he was thinking. Um, but the key phrase here um, is not one owed more. The key phrase is what I highlighted earlier. Um, neither of them had the money to pay him back. Um, 50 seems attainable. I think that's what the Pharisee might be thinking. Like 50, yeah, I could... Like I could I could put that on like a payment plan and like I could get there, maybe take like a year um, to pay off 50 days wages. Um, that's not that bad. I got this. It's, it's not a big deal. Um, and I think that's, that's probably what the Pharisees is like. That's not that big of a deal, 50. Um, but it's really important, that sentence. Neither had the money to pay him back. Um, and that's true across the board. This is a parable Obviously, it's not, it's not saying, like, if you owe money, you can't pay it back, so you just better hope that they forgive you. It's, this is where you stand with God. We all owe God some amount of debt, um, and none of us have the money to pay him back. 
Um, so continuing on, Simon replied, I suppose the one who had the bigger debt forgiven. Um, Jesus says, you have judged correctly. Then he turned to the woman and said to Simon, do you see this woman? I came into your house. You did not give me any water for my feet, but she wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You did not give me a kiss, but this woman from the time I entered has not stopped kissing my feet. You did not put oil on my head, but she has poured perfume on my feet. Therefore, I tell you, her many sins have been forgiven as her great love has shown. But whoever has been forgiven little loves little. Um, Then Jesus said to her, your sins are forgiven. And then the other guests began to say among themselves, who is this who even forgives sins? Jesus said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Um, I'm going to go back a couple slides. This one. Um, I think that the, the, the key idea in here, like this beautiful thing that happens here, um, this sentence, as her great love has shown, um, I love the order that that falls in. It starts off with, her many sins have been forgiven. And it doesn't say, because she loved greatly, her many sins have been forgiven. But it says, her love has shown the depth of forgiveness that she's received. Um, and I think that's really important to catch. Um, love is not something that we do so that we receive forgiveness. You know, we don't, we don't honor God so that he will then forgive us in return. We honor him because he has forgiven us. We honor him because he has loved us so much um, that he would give us anything so that we could be with him, right? God deserves glory and honor even if he hadn't forgiven us. But the order that we see here, this woman loves because she has been forgiven. Um, yeah. So love is a marker of those who have seen their great need and have the humility to, to, to accept the forgiveness that Jesus has given, right? Um, they recognize the beauty of, of the forgiveness that's being given. She didn't say a word either. That's amazing to me. This whole story and the only people talking are Jesus and this Pharisee. She comes in and does her thing. Um, and there's, you know, there's all kinds of speculation about she must have heard Jesus before. And I would guess probably um, but she comes in and, and does this beautiful thing for Jesus and doesn't say a word. Um, even when Jesus addresses her, she just leaves. She's like, thank you, you know. Um, so let me jump back into a story about my mom um, and kind of how I think that relates a little bit. Um, so my mom used to tell me all the time that she was praying for me, and every once in a while she'd be more specific about what she was praying for me um, and it, it was, it was kind of silly to me then and kind of like, come on, stop doing that. Cause she was, she would tell me like, Hey, I, I'm praying that you would get caught. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> no, that's not, that's not okay. Like I, I want to get away with stuff. Um, but, but the reason that she was doing that was not because she wanted me to like, just like go through a life where I could never do anything fun and where I was always just like experiencing consequences cause I got caught. One time, by the way, I didn't get caught, but it wasn't a big deal. I just got the, the forerunner that was my parents stuck in like eight feet of snow when I was going fishing. Um, and so I spent three hours digging it out, and I went home. They are like, how was fishing? I was like, it was good. 
Did you catch anything? Nope. Um, so that, that time I didn't really get caught, but now I did because I gave myself up. So, um, but it was because she knew the value of learning my need. You know, like if you go through life and you do a bunch of stuff and you do whatever you want um, and you live selfishly or you live in a way that damages others and nobody ever catches you, of course you're not going to see a need. You know, like when my sin comes before my eyes as something that affects other people, as something that is really bad, um, that's when I start to realize, man, I need forgiveness. I need a savior. I need mercy. Um, Which page am I on? Let's do this. Um, And she knew the value of forgiveness, and she wanted me to see that. And that was... um, That was something that she was also a great example of. Like, it wasn't like, you got caught, now I'm just going to shun you. You know, it was, you got caught, I love you, Um, you're grounded, but I'm going to give you a hug, you know? Um, It was was good stuff. Um, So my mom is an example of what it it means to stand at Jesus' feet and see yourself as you are, to see how greatly you need saving. And she's... In, in my conversations with her, especially those, those um, mornings after my Starbucks shifts, um, she's just so honest about her need. Um, and that, like, that made me see how important it is to sit with Jesus and not think, what's wrong with him that he's associating with sinners? But to think, I don't have any words that I can say to this man. I'm just going to serve. Um, Choosing Nathan's trick uh, doesn't really work. Um, so, moving on to kind of like my final my final idea here, just a couple points. I'm trying to keep myself on time here, just a little bit over. But that's good. Um, I didn't make slides for these, but I'm going to go back here. So, the the two ideas that I really think are important to remember out of this text is the that first. Neither had the money to pay him back. Um, what's your number? Is it 10, 50, 1,000, 347? Just said that, so I'm not doing multiples of 10. But what is your number? You know, like, do, have you ever thought, like, in this story, you know, like, we look at this sinful woman, which we usually, we usually call her a prostitute. I'm not really sure why. There's not really any evidence to say that she was a prostitute, except for speculating that she was... Um, Mary Magdalene, but she's just a woman who has a lot of sin, you know? And I'm a man, by the way, who has a lot of sin. Um, I think my number's at least 500. Um, I think it's probably more, you know? Um, If I stand before God and am honest about what I owe, it's it's crazy high. It's like, I, I don't even think I know that number. It's like at least four digits, and I can't count that high, so... Um... Yeah, man, I need like a highlighter or something. Um, but the, the important thing there, um, like neither of them had the money to pay him back. And that's how we are. Like we don't have the money to pay him back. And it doesn't matter if your sin is public or if your sin is private. It's still a debt and we owe him. And, and in a minute, I'll, I'll, man, like some of us, it's like we don't even have to get into sin before we see how much we owe God. But... The second part that I think is super important um, is that both debts are forgiven. Jesus doesn't say, 
he forgave the one who had more. He said he forgave both. Um, and that's so, so important to remember. Like for, for us in here, like as, as Christians, I think we don't hear this enough. But I want you to, to know, like today, like you have been forgiven. Whatever it is that you have done, Jesus died so that you would be forgiven. Um, the blood of Christ has paid your debt. You know, like it's, it's, it's done. It has been accomplished. Um, and so, like, back to this debt thing, I think, like, knowing that we have debt is important, but knowing that it's been forgiven is also important. But, man, like, when you were born, when I was born, the first breath that I breathed, that was the first debt, I think. Maybe my first heartbeat, you know. I don't know. But I know that, like, the fact that I'm standing here today, that I can speak, that I can breathe, that I have life, is evidence that I am in debt. Um, and I think it's not a debt that like God is holding over my head, but it's a debt that he says, Hey, I want, I want you to be part of my family. I want you to be with me. Um, and so that's why, that's where this forgiveness comes from. And Jesus came to speak that forgiveness, um, to people, to the world. Um, and, and the ones who see it are people like the centurion, people like this sinful woman who, um, generally in Israel, and in Jewish society would not be um, people who you'd expect to see God. Um, So let me just close with this. Um, May we be more like the sinful woman than the Pharisee. Um, may, may, May we in silence serve Jesus as opposed to thinking, man, that person's really sinful. I can't believe they would associate with them. May we have the humility to approach Christ in gratitude. May the way we love reflect the magnitude of the debt for which we have been forgiven. Let's pray. Father, I'm, I'm so humbled um, by the fact that you, would, um, that you would come to the world as Jesus, um, live with us, um, knowing how, how rotten our hearts can be sometimes and how... Um, how desperately we need forgiveness, God, that you um, chose to give us that in Christ. Um, God, may we stop looking at the sinfulness of the people around us and be more concerned with the amount of forgiveness that you have given us. Thank you so much for that example um, in Christ. And thank you for the way um, that he offers forgiveness. It's in your son's name. Amen.